Hey, hello everybody. Welcome. It is Thursday and 9pm here in the UK. So of course that means it's UK Cowboys time. How are you doing, Cowpokes? Doing good. Oh, Paul, your oh. meat. Hold on. Oh, there we go. I'm doing There we there go. go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Technicals yeah. to start off with. Yeah, I'm alright, man. I'm tired with the puppy. He was actually barking just before we were going live at my bloody blue light. So normally I have the blue background behind me, and my puppy decides to think it's like the most evil demon dog eyes. So it's pure barking, <laughs> going crazy right now. So that's I'm settled in. I had to take the light away. So but other than that, I'm doing good. <laughs> Yes, well, of course, it is uh, Season 2, Episode 117, continuing the breakdown series in the off-season, uh, done the quarterbacks and the running backs, uh, and this week we are on to the wide receivers. So, a uh, lot to look at there, so we're going to rip through this one. Um, wide receivers, probably... One of the biggest positional groups uh, for the Cowboys. Only adding to it, which we'll talk about uh, a bit later last week. Um, but yes, uh, as we start every episode, we start them off with our news and updates, guys. Um, so, of course, the big news is we've had a little bit of football. The OTAs are back. Um, I'll get, first of all, from you guys, anything you want to add on what you've seen in the OTAs already? I'm just glad that Dax Bark has thrown the football more than anything. And 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 I know we're gonna to touch up on this as well as the whole Jalen Smith number nine fiasco. No, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and Don- Donovan Wilson number six and yes. Cedric Wilson number one. Um but yeah, just the fact that Dax back on the field and you know he's actually doing something with the, the t- He's not doing the full contact um, 11 on 11, but he's certainly doing some of the team and individual drills. Um, so that's obviously a good sign. And for, by all accounts, he's he's really zinging the ball down there. And, the, you know, the, the legs are operating fine. He's faster mobile. So ho- hopefully he doesn't need to use his legs too much this season. Um, unless unless the game's on the line. <laughs> don't want well, I mean, one... Mike, you just cut out there. Yeah, go on. Sorry, long. Continue. No, 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 no. I was, I was finished. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I thought I was interrupting you. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the things I, I did notice uh, that was with Dak is looking at it. He, he's, he is looking quite nimble. Like you're saying, yep. that, you know, the, the agility seems to be there, and the movement skills, uh, which are important. Talking though of conditioning. Two guys I was looking at that look, at, and one especially, was Tyrone Smith and Lyle Collins, both yes. looking in, yes. you know, match ready, game ready. I was paying good, big attention to them. You know, if, you know, I'm like one of my one-word liners. If there's one word I can say about yes. Tyrone and uh, like Lyle Collins, it's lean. They look lean as fuck. Sorry, yep. excuse my, my line. ready to go. But it's true, like they, they they look in great condition going into camp. Mm-hmm. And I just hope by the football gods that nothing happens to them. That like, you know, and yeah. I'm just 
because we we don't want an ball later of a season where we're we're struggling for offensive linemen because we, we didn't because we, we didn't I still feel as though we haven't dressed it enough for this season going forward, and this is like a real a season that's like you know what we could really make a make a break if everyone stays healthy. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know we'll talk about our offense. Oh, go on, Lon. go on. No, I was going to say, unless you're Dan Orlovsky, you know, you you certainly should think that the Cowboys are going to be featuring high in the NFC East this year. Um, the 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 one the one that got me a couple of weeks ago was Amari Cooper had posted a training video of um, Dak and Lyle um, doing ball exercises on the floor, and that I mean Lyle is as close to an offensive lineman can be to being ripped. I mean he he looks very lean as you say, Paul. So I mean yeah. if he can if he can just, the, the weight's off, which is the main thing, he turned up to camp last year overweight, and probably that was because he couldn't train properly because of the hip issue yeah. that had been bothering him from post mm-hmm. uh, po- the season before. So to see him like that, I mean, that certainly, I mean, any 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 player can go down on any play, but, you know, he's certainly coming into the season looking in his best condition. Yeah, I mean, I can't really recall an offensive lineman, uh, lineman really getting that, phys- like that, in that prime physical condition even before camp. You know, yep. like it's normally it, like it's yeah the the strength and condition they, they get a little bit bigger than that, that but I don't know if it's just something that a I may be kind of spitting ball in here if this is a different type of direction where they want our offensive line to be more agile, like more um, have more mobility type of thing rather than just kind of stand it like because we know Tyron and Lyle are big big guys so we know that yeah. and if there was one thing that Lyle did have as a good trait even when he was playing at guard was his movement him being like a swing tackle or, or a guard swinging moving up to that field and stuff like that he was great at that but the fact that if he was to lose that, that the excess and just put on the actual extra muscle can you imagine the destruction he can cause if he was to run up field and be in front of Zeke causing havoc putting linebackers in the back side or, or even put safeties in the back side who knows what, what could happen you know yeah, future's bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and use yeah. it. It yeah, no, it is. And I've got one for you as well that I was thinking about. Is uh, people worrying about uh, Tyrone Smith in terms of can he play the seventeen games? I actually think looking at that and the fact that he's had an entire year, an entire season not playing football. I think will do wonders for his health. The fact that he could not play for an entire year, because it's always been with Tyron Smith, um, sort of management with him to ensure that he's always in, you know, game ready health. Have a year off, gets you back on track. I've, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. But I think my still, my still big main concern, and and I share this with Graham every time, is are we going to get 16 games, or, or sorry, 17 games out of Tyron Smith this year? That's the big question. Now, because, like, I think we will. To, I think if, we will. If, if, if we get him for 17 games a season, fantastic. That would be brilliant for that, brilliant for our offense, take the pressure off the defense, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just hoping that's the case, man, because, uh, yeah. I, I still don't really much else to really kind of add on top of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, in other news, mind, if we want to talk about the bad side of, of OTAs, uh, Jalen Smith actually did not look like he was moving very well. His movement yep. skills were very poor. I don't know if you noticed that. Something, Something to was, worry about. Yeah, someone made a someone made a comment on I can't remember if it was on Twitter or Facebook and stuff like that. And it was on Big Game James's um feed. I'm pretty sure it was. It was either from a tweet or a Facebook post. But anyway, yeah. Basically, basically the comment saying as is like Jalen Smith is, seems to be more interested on the business side of football rather than playing football right now. And yep. I, I can't help argue, but agree with that because he's he's spending all his business money to kind of rebrand himself as number nine now. He's got his uh, sunglasses company. He's doing this and that. But don't get me wrong, I, I do love Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. I do love it. I've got to meet the guy, lovely guy, whatever and that. But I'm just like, just take your head out of your ass and just focus on football. Like, like what you do after football will come to fruition anyway. Don't do, like like, and this is the I concern I have, and this is like with the boss man fat when it comes to the music. I like how he's actually kind of saying, "No, my number one priority is football. My music comes second. He did. I I appreciate that, but I'm kind of seeing ugh, this fiasco with the number nine now cover going on. Like, fair enough, it's your high school number, your college football number, but. Lord, uh, me and Lauren know fine well. Like, if, if you're given a jersey and you make a name for yourself for that jersey, like, like my number was 78 like, for, for the UK Pirates, and I took a year out and I came back to play number 45, I was bloody devastated because that was the number I, I always had. Like, yep. I didn't want to change number because I've always kind of known, like, that's the jersey I want. I want to play with that. So... And to be, sh- sh- and it wasn't exactly I was moving positions, so it made no sense to me. It's just because some guy I, I took a year, some other guy came in, took my jersey number, and I can't go back in again. But for this, I'm just like, it's like your your your, your his prior, his priorities are not set in stone, and we're we're kind of seeing that in OTAs right now. And and I'm and and anyone is doing the whole memes right now, doing the whole. No, no, mate. Honestly, like that one was trying to say is like there's a meme going about with uh, Michael Parsons and Jalen Smith together with the two numbers together. It's like, yeah, our defense is going to be like a terrorist attack. I'm like, oh my god, shut up! Really, come on. I, I, I just, I, come on, really, get get your head head out your ass and just actually stop. It's like, see what what's now happening now. We're actually getting <laughs> more. All this crap happening now, so sorry, mate. I just had to run on there. I really did. Yeah, I mean the the one no, thing no, no, about Jalen, right. the one thing about Jalen is that they were they were seemingly they were only giving him spot um, spot duty this week because obviously they're slowly bringing him back. He did wrist surgery during the off season, so he's not a hundred percent there. But um, yeah, I mean. You, you should be making the especially with the new coaching staff. You should be making the new. You should be making the most of any um, opportunity you get on the field, and especially when you got young whippersnappers like um, Mika Parsons and Jabril Cox coming in. Um, you know, there's there's only eight linebackers on the roster. You know, but I mean, nobody's guaranteed a position. You always get you always get 
um, the personnel department looking to upgrade or at least get trim some of the fat, if nothing else. Um, so, you know, you, you really need to make the most of every opportunity you can. Yeah, uh, and talking of opportunity, um, the rookies were all playing together in OTAs, which I found interesting. Quite a clever move, I think, keeping the rookies yeah. together and the vets together. Eventually, yeah. you, you know, you're going to see them. They did do some workouts together, but priority mainly they were in their groups. Uh, thought that was that was quite quite an interesting move. Um, the only other bit of news is Amari Cooper. Oh, go on. Sorry. I'm, I'm just bringing up DJ Dog's comment now. I did oh. not know that Tyron Smith was doing yoga. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's an effort as well. It's like that's, and that's a people... big mat. That's a big yoga yeah. mat. <laughs> well, that, that's what kind of says the point. But I, like, I know, for, like, I had to do yoga for a uh, flexibility training after, and it does help. But for for like, and this is me, just like for me and Lauren, we were just playing it for the hell of it. But for, for yeah. professional players to do it, they would get so much benefits off it. And people would say, ah, oh, yoga is just a first now, but it does help, man. It really does. So more, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, yes, sorry. In other news as well, though, uh, Amari Cooper, knee scope, um, everything's looking fine. Other news, though, on UK Cowboys is uh, we have in the development stages uh, but so keep an eye out we'll keep you updated on it is uh, there will be a uk cowboys website so somewhere where you you can neatly find everything so it's in the development stages only literally put into uh, the pipeline this week but it will all be going up in due time uh, but that is guys unless you got anything more to add the news and updates you happy with that um no i don't i don't have anything to add no yeah. no i've not Although I, I do see uh, Kayvon Fraser's just Alrighty. signed with the Bengals. So. Kayvon Fraser? Oof. Yep, he's just signed with the Bengals. Okay. So. Well, fair, fair play to him. Wish him all, we wish him all the best. Yep. Obviously. But let's get into it then, guys. Wide receivers, positional breakdown series. So first of all, let me get your uh, first take. I put a post up, which was... Uh, to the chagrin of m much of the other um, NFL UK fan groups. I put on there about um, who has the best wide receiver core. A lot of, even some Cowboys fans got upset because Michael Gallup wasn't in the photo. Completely missing the pie in the post, but there we go. Um, but where do you rank the Cowboys wide, re wide receiver group? Really, when we're talking about it, we're talking oh. really the, the, the main three. Um but the, the core overall, how do you rank it? Is it the first in the NFL, second, third? Where do you look? Definitely top five, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I, I think obviously maybe the Bucks last year with their, you know, yeah, their, run, yeah. their run to the Super Bowl, having Mike Evans and even Antonio, having uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio and, as, and Goodwin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That, that, that to me right now, like for, for them, for when they needed those wide receivers at the right time, they stepped up and and look what happened. They got to the Super Bowl. And and, and this was like without Ron, like Gronkowski was there, but it wasn't really effective as much during those playoff games. Like he was the star player of the Super Bowl. Aye, but 
But yeah. when it came to the really important way of actually getting to the Super Bowl, like it was the right receivers who were doing all the work and Fournette as well. Yep. Yeah. But um, I mean, uh, it, it is safe to fit. It's safe to go on, Ron. Go on. No, I was, I was going to say, I'd agree. It's, we're certainly top five. I mean, how how many people last year put bet, uh, rushed out to put bets on that Dak was going to pass for 4,000 yards, Zeke was going to run for 1,000, and then you were going to get 3,000-yard receivers? So, I mean, Touchwood, I don't want to put a jinx on it, but, I mean, again, you should be going into the, this season with similar aspirations as well that... Um, you know, you certainly don't want that to be passing for six thousand yards like he was on pace for last year, because that means we're we're playing catch up in games, and probably means our defense hasn't picked up at all. But um, I think th- certainly we we are in the top five in the league. Yeah, I mean, you, you could, you yeah. could, you, you um, could I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of all the other teams as well. I'm just looking at all the um, like the depth charts right now. And yeah, when you really break it down, it's really hard to say. Like you could, you could see the Falcons. You could see them with Julio and Calvin Ridley. Like you could see them in top Is five. Julio still there though. Well, that's the question. Well, Julio that's said that. he's leaving, so he's not well, coming back. Hello, yeah. that's a sh- hey Shannon Sharp calling. <laughs> Oh my god! I cannot believe that. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> you've got possibly LA, maybe um, Seattle with Matt Metcalf mm. and Lockett. I mean, it's a big debate, but I definitely feel so mm. that Dallas def- definitely, Dallas definitely with Cooper, with Lamb and Gallup, we're definitely above those guys. But it's really much of a, it's a bit of a debate in terms of. I, it's hard to say, really, but definitely, I would say Bucks right now of the top wide receiver core, and not far behind would be Dallas. Yep, I think. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, tipping the top of the wide receiver core is uh, Amari Cooper, first round uh, wide receiver to the Oakland Raiders, or what was the Oakland Raiders at the time. Um, now. This was too much of a debate and really was when this trade happened was uh, we were doing the show actually kind of split. I think you would agree in opinion with uh, when they made the trade because it was a first round pick uh, that the Cowboys gave up. Pretty much, I think. It's safe to say that was probably a slam dunk, would you guys say, in terms of that trade? Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I don't know what the yeah. media are actually I don't know what the media are trying to say, but the fact that McGallop, like they're trying to say that Cooper's now overpaid or something like that. I and he t- turned like it's like let's just remember that that Gallup turned down a much higher offer from Washington to come to, yeah. to stay with us. Let's just let's just remind people. Amari about, Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yes, Amari Cooper. Absolutely, Amari Cooper. For the people who's just joined in, sorry. Let's just remind <laughs> them the fact that Washington offered them. I think it was like at least seven point five million more <laughs> in the overall contract. Oh, I think yeah. I think they'd offered one hundred and twenty million, and they signed for a hundred million with us. So you know yeah. that was you know twenty I, I, twenty I, I, million. I, I, 
Like I knew it was at least seven point five difference, but I knew yeah. it was. I knew I knew it would have been a much higher than that. But still, it's like he just wanted to stay with us. He felt happy to play for us. He liked where he was situated, and and and, and I'm sick of the media saying it's, it's it's all about the Cowboys. Let's be honest, we are the world's team. Everyone wants to talk about us, yada yada yada. So, sorry, I'm pure going off and rant. Sorry tonight, man. Honest to God, yeah. I'm, I do. <laughs> And I think one one of the things that the me- <laughs> it's fine, but oh, go on, Lon, go on. Yeah, one of the things. I'll be, I'll the be right back sort- a minute, guys. I've got to reset my system a minute. All right, right no worries. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep going. <laughs> we'll keep it good, yeah. One of the things that the media were going on about when we dra- when we traded for Amari Cooper was that we supposedly overpaid because we gave a first round pick, but I mean. The same way that, um, you know, whenever somebody's a free agent and wants to uh, increase their market value, you know, what do you do? You go and mention the Cowboys either on telly, you appear in a, you appear in Cowboys gear, um, you know, it gets the media talking. S- same when teams are trading, that puts the pressure on the Cowboys and people will make the Cowboys pay more than any, any other team. Um, especially, I mean the way the Cowboys wide receiver core was that season where we were supposedly doing it by committee because we got rid of Dez, we we only had Beasley and what have you. Um, we, had to, we had to act. Obviously, we saw midway through the season it wasn't working. The closer you get to the trade deadline, the more the, the team that's willing to part with the player can put the pressure on and make you pay. Um, yeah. And we just had to pay that. But a first round pick, I think, has been, you know, excellent value. Absolutely. And the fact is, he was still at the age of 24 when we got him. Like, he's already been in the NFL for like four seasons from the age of 20. Yep. And he's not even hit his prime yet. So, for us, we're, we're getting a lot of value here. And even still, with the way he was performing, he still had those ankle injuries or his shin injuries or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah, the he, fact, that, so the fact is, he's been playing for all those injuries, and yet he's still able to perform, especially in that Eagles game where he just completely like it was a flip. To be honest, was that winning touchdown, like that was just yeah. un, un, unbelievable when that happened. Um, well, he went, he went off in that game. That was the game he, you know, he, I think he had three touchdowns, and you know, just basically he, yep, he put he the team on his back in that game, and that <laughs> that final that final catch. You know, I think was that not a night game as well? So I think it was, it was, I, I, I was first. Day, I find that was first night football. That one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just to finish to that, I think everybody. <laughs> I certainly woke the whole house up that night. Oh, so. oh, oh I did. <laughs> just something. Just something. I want to point out because we were just talking about a uh, the contract for a Cooper there, and you're talking about, and you were just mentioning about free agents there. I'm just looking at a uh, the Giants' new wide receiver Kenny Galladay's contract, seventy-two million. He is not worth that amount of money, and that and that's no. the thing. And that's the thing about free agency we were just talking about. It's like like ah, like, like Cooper could have got one hundred and twenty million, but he took the lesser contract because he helped. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if. if if the system location makes you feel better, it's not all about money. You can always earn that money from else other revenues. But when you're seeing players like Kenny Galladay, and let's be honest, he's not a number one wide receiver. He's not. No. Right? And he's getting 72 million. Yep. It's it's crazy, crazy. 
Yes, and I'm back. There we go. My system is up and working much better. I'm actually in time with you guys now. Sorry. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, the old IT system switching off, switching back on deal works every time. 99% of the time, it works every time. Six pounds for me. (laughs) That's right, baby. Maybe a bit of real panther. So, um, yes. Bear in mind, right, here's a fact about Mari Cooper I went back to look at. Did you know he is, since being drafted, one of the very few wide receivers that was taken in the first round that's made multiple Pro Bowls? Hmm. I wasn't aware of that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, in the last six years, uh, he's only made a sub-1,000 yard season once obviously with the Raiders at the time. Every other year, he's always eclipsed it. Last year, in 2020, which we can say the reasons why and what you want, was his worst season in terms of touchdowns, where he only got five. Bearing in mind, the guy had to play with five different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, these are all reasons. Now, a lot of people as well, I don't know if you remember... Um, not last season, the season before, complained about Amari Cooper home and Amari Cooper on the road. Last season, his split, not that bad at all. You know, he had up and down games both at home and away. In fact, his best game was on the road last year. Um, Versus the Eagles, week week 16. In week 16 against the Eagles, (laughs) he was averaging 30 yards per reception. Yeah, because uh, uh, our good friend DJ Dorn made a wee comment about Cooper proved that road games production has been a little under par, so to speak. So It, you, it was, it was. But last season, it was a lot better. Um, he kind of like tried to break that narrative a little bit. Go Just going back and looking at the statistics. Um, the other things I, I was looking at is uh, Amari Cooper's career yards per uh, catch, which is an average of 13.8. That's better than Antonio Brown. So, any day. Yep. I know, yeah, yeah. I think one of the things as well, you talk about it, where he has up and down games. There's, mm-hmm. there's games where obviously, you know, he, he probably has a big week the week before. So the team are, the opposition are coming in to actually stop him. And you, we saw it last season that, you know, one week it was Gallup was up there in, in terms of leading the team in receiving yards. The next week it was yeah. C.D. Lamb. The next week it was Cooper again. You know, that that's what you're going to expect. You know, the teams, it's, it's, you're sort of going in and you're trying to make the other team pick their poison. And I think, I think the best analogy, Lawrence, like we had a Russian roulette of wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a... There's a lot to say about last year's production, um, you know, in terms of the reasons why and all the rest of it. But I, I mean, look, you can we can say all this, right? Uh, and um, you know, like a lot of people say he only caught five touchdowns. Well, DeAndre Hopkins only caught four, and everyone still agrees he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Wasn't there a wide receiver, a number one wide receiver, did not even receive one touchdown last year? I can't remember who that was. It, it wouldn't surprise me. People talk about, you know, sc- uh, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. 
less touchdowns than Amari Cooper. But, you know, there's a lot of... Like, his yards, which were over 1,000 yards, still... It was... It ranked 14th. So, across the league, it was a bit of a weird season. You can't base a lot of what was happening. If he had a good season, then great. You know, statistically, he did. Um, his yards after carry, his yak, uh, yards after catch, 408 yards was ranked in the top 20. So er everything you'd look at with Amari Cooper, he is, in fact, one of my favourite players. And we've seen as well that I think the big point with Amari Cooper is we've seen what this team is like without him. That's yeah, yeah. uh, pre-trade. -pre so, you know, when they went for this, um, when Jason Garrett was with us and they went for that, um, uh, receiver wide receiver by committee. by committee, yeah, yeah. And we had like you know the likes of Alan Hearns playing wide receiver one. You know, I, I mean, we've seen that and it didn't work. We've also seen what happens when um, Cooper's injured uh, and he's not playing. What that looks like too. Slightly different now because we've got Lamb, um, but we've seen which we'll move on to in a minute with Cooper. What that's like, and it, it, it's it's not as productive. Um, the main, so, yeah. the main thing with Cooper as well is that when when he was traded to us, one of the things was that he was having a case of the drops in uh, Oakland, and yeah, you haven't seen you haven't seen that since he's come across here. You know, any the balls in his vicinity, he'll catch it unless somebody makes a bone jarring hit on him. Um, yeah. You know, if he's if he's going up for it nine times out of ten, he's coming down with it. So you're not seeing the drops that he had in previous year, in previous years at uh, the tail end of his career at Oakland. So you know, it's obviously been it's been beneficial for him coming to Dallas as well. Yeah, I, I'm Derek. You got to remember the people talk about his drops in um, the Raiders in and what was it? We keep going back to Oakland because that's what it was, but. There, there were a lot of off-target throws he had to deal with. Like, the the, the off-target throw rate back then with Derek Carr, it's through the roof. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, not saying that Dak is this immense, you know, pinpoint accurate quarterback, but it helps that you put more catchable balls for your receiver in. Um, but I, I'm pretty certain... Here's one for you, though, right, guys? So... He's 22 mil on the cap, which is quite high. I mean, it's right at the very top uh, in terms of wide receiver rankings for um, salary. Next year, it's only 6 million in terms of dead cap. So if they wanted to move on from him, they could. But my question to you, though, is would you want to? Is Mari Cooper for an extended period of time longer than what we're looking for? Or would you be saying, mm, I'm not so sure? Uh, well, again, we've, we've seen what the ceiling for the salary cap is going to be next year. It's an extra. Yeah. 30, that's gone 30, up. Yeah. It's gone up about 30 million from this, from what it is this year. Mm -hmm. So it's up at two, 208 million. Um, you know, we we need to see obviously at the end of the season who's who's needing contracts up and what have you. But um, you know, if you decide that Gallup suddenly has a storming year and yes, Amari Cooper's taking a step back, six six million's not a lot to to have to bite yeah. the bullet on. 
if if you really wanted to, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I mean, still, a Cooper's one of my favourite players. It is the route running. The route running yeah. is, and it's and it's because it's all about efficiency for me. That you don't have to be fast. You don't have to be agile. But if you can run smart, intelligent routes, you can yeah. be physical at the line. Get off a jam. That's they're the skills, they're the skills, yeah. uh, and like we can go back to one of the, the absolute greatest wide receivers in history, Jerry Rice. Phenomenally slow, average yeah. speed, but the guy could separate. The guy can, I'm not saying Amari Cooper is Jerry Rice, <laughs> but I'm saying in terms of categorical skills, that yeah. you know, he's got adequate speed, adequate agility, adequate strength. But where it comes down to is efficiency. Cooper Cup for the Rams, very much the same. That his his skills in being able to separate in his routes, that's what because it's efficiency. Uh, and that's what it comes down to in the NFL. That the margin is razor thin between these guys. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll, so you know where I'm going. Go on. Sorry, Paul. I've got I've I managed to find out who the wide receiver was I was just telling you about. Um I want to know, guys, who do you think it is? Just at the top of your head. What's this now? The wide right receiver, the number one wide right receiver for our team in the NFL that did not get one single touchdown last season. Smith Schuster. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I actually knew that. I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, yeah, it's, I know it's, what this it's, is. I know I've looked before. It's just, it's like you're just kind of going back to your point. Now, mate, it just comes to show. It's like all those best receivers, all the supposed to be the best fantasy yeah. football as well, and all that. Do you even do you even put any points in the board? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like you know, you 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 can go one further again and say Amari Cooper's twenty-two million on the cap. Michael Thomas, record-breaking contract. You know, it's phenomenally huge. Um, and all, albeit that he didn't play all that much because of his injuries. Yeah. Still played half the season. Yeah, and yeah. I know what and, you're saying. And suspension from the team as well for cold cook, cooking one of his uh, teammates as well in in, uh, in the locker room. So... <laughs> um, but yes, wide receiver one, Amari Cooper. I think for me, I, you know, if he's staying on this trajectory, or even if he just plateaus out and continues on, as long as he's making a thousand yards and you're getting the touchdowns, he's he's pulling double team cornerbacks on to him. He's here to stay. I, I, I would continue on with him. Mike, I, I'm not actually really that concerned about the yards per se. As long as he's putting points on the board, I am happy. Yeah, you or know? offering scoring opportunities for yeah, the if, rest of the team. Yeah, if, if he manages to get two like two back at like defensive back players, a safety and a corner to follow him, it's going yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to free up someone else. It's going to yes. do that. So, yeah, yeah. like, he's still doing his job pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's so, a game of numbers. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and I mean, yeah, that's for me, Amari Cooper, and I said it last season, and I'll say it again, that he's one of my favourite players on this team, um, just through everything that he does, and even in the locker room. Um, you know, if, if he was to say this guy, because he's still young, 
You gotta remember he, he, he was just he, saying he, that. He, we we yeah. were just saying that because when we brought him into Dallas, he's only 24. He's now what, what he's what 26, 27? 27. Yeah, 27. 27 yeah. So he's mm. now he's in this part, he's going to hit his prime now. This is his prime yeah. years. And it so, feels like he's been in the league for years. Like, I know. like he's never yeah. Like that, it's always he's always been in the NFL since it started. But yeah, um, but what what is more crazy is when you look at the comparison between Des Bryant in the locker room and Amari Cooper in the locker room, and that's where there's a big difference. Oh that yeah, Des yeah. Des was this big, huge character Person, that had yeah. the big personality. Yeah, yeah, you know the 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 wasp at a picnic is the best way to describe Des. <laughs> where Amari Cooper seems to be a little bit more. So it sounds a bit harsh to Des, to be honest, but I know we're no. getting that. I know you're getting that. <laughs> yeah, the diva mentality. Where yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and De- and Amari Cooper is more self-contained and more, like, more like the type of, rather than going out to pie, come around my house and I'll cook some steaks on the grill. I would say passionate would be the right word for Des, passionate. Like, <laughs> like, like, if you're being political. No, no it, it is true, though. Like, like, like... I love Des and uh, I do, and yeah. and, and Falentis is is his biggest number one fan, and he's even coming with a comment. Des is like, <laughs> he is, and he is. He still holds the record. He still yeah. holds the record. He will always yeah. will be a cowboy. I love Des to bits, but he obviously just that he, he just basically was very vocal. But when we talk about comparing to Cooper, Cooper's In comparison. The, yeah, so Cooper is like he keeps his head down. Focuses on football. Focuses like it doesn't like softly spoken to. I know it's just so laid back. Like you would never, you would never think that. With especially with the personalities in the NFL, where you had like a, a Megatron with the whole uh, flambado of his endorsement deals. Then you had Dion with him being like at the NFL Combine all those years ago, and you've got Dez being flamboyant, and I'm just like Richard Sherman being a, fl- a, a talkative cornerback, or like, yeah. even, though, even though he's not a number, wasn't a number one overall pack or anything like that, but still, there's there's just a lot more characters out there that's most outspoken, and if you were to put the, the Quiet Bunch, Cripple's in the Quiet Bunch. Definitely. Yeah, I'd- you know, D- Dallas were famous in uh, during the Landry era. They had a group of guys called the Zero Club who made a thing of, you know, you, you you got fined if you made the papers about anything other than what you did on the field and everything like that. And, you know, it's almost like that with our wide receiver core this year that, you know, you don't see Michael Gallup being loud and flashy. You don't see C.D. Lamb being loud and flashy off the f- on the field, yeah, they maybe celebrate their touchdowns and everything like that. But, you know, off the yeah. field, you're not hearing about them going out partying. You're not hearing about them, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing good for the local community, but they're not doing it to, to publicise themselves. They're not looking after the brand. Big, big shout out to next man. Big, big shout out to next man. Star guy represent what's happening, mate. They were doing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next guy, uh, Michael Gallup, who's the yes. wide receiver two effectively on this team, taken in the third yeah. round in 2018. Contra- I, say I say that's debatable now. I say that's debatable. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. Um, he's in his contract year from a four year contract, 2.6 million on the cap. Um, a guy who, 
back a couple of years ago, if we were staying on the Des Bryant talk, a guy who I said is very much Des Bryant-esque uh, with Michael oh, in terms of, I, yeah. Clutch, clutch is the word. Catch point, um, you know, the catch high point in physicality will use a bit of agility as well as a physicality in terms of getting off man coverage. Like, forget it. I mean, this guy will toast you if you try and play press man on him. Um, last year, 59 receptions. 843 yards, five touchdowns, 14.3 average. But here's something that's quite important that I think is something that gets overlooked is first downs. Michael Gallup uh, on his catches actually made 44 first downs for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is, is it? It's an it's an overlooked statistic. Um, 2019 though really was his best year and. Again, you know, when we talk about statistics in 2020, a lot can be said about it for various reasons that we don't really need to go into because it's pretty obvious. But he had over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, 15, uh, he had 15 uh, yards per catch. But his career average, as it stands at the moment, is a whopping 15.6 yards per catch. Yeah, that's, that's like college numbers. The only thing I will say, right, now, don't take this the wrong way, and I'll get your opinion. I love Michael Gallup, right? Let me just say that first before I do this. But if you wanted to go down the cons of Michael Gallup, because we touched on it very briefly with Michael Gallup, I think two things. Number one, he's not a wide receiver one. When Amari Cooper went down, we saw Michael Gallup take the wide receiver one role, and the ass fell out of it. I, I, and, I... If you were if you were trying to say something, it's like more like the Kenny Galladay effect. Yeah, he's got. It sounds harsh. Of, it sounds harsh, but it's true. It's like, just it's, it's quite awkward how to try and word it. You know that you've got so many words in the English language, I can't think of one. But like, the best way to describe it is like he's a jack of all trades, master of none. So like. He can do a lot of things very good. In some cases, great. But he's not elite in anything. And I think that if you wanted to be a wide receiver one, you have to really be elite at one particular thing. And that's my take on it. I do maybe be quite fair. Would you check the, message, check the messages for a second? Uh, yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, the, I mean, here's a question for you. Um, one minute, trying to tap my head and rub my stomach at the same time. Right, anyway. Um, what's your particular take, Lorne, on this one? That I think, as a wide receiver too, perfectly fine. Like, the guy can absolutely belt it out. Deep threat, when we need it most, he's there. But as a wide receiver one, he's lacking. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to wonder. I mean, obviously, Alvin Harper had a great career with us, and then tried to parlay that into a wide receiver one contract with mm -hmm. uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Bounced around the league, came back to us. Um, was never the same player again, you know, except when he was paired up with Michael Irvin. Yeah. Um, I think, in some respects, you know, he's he's probably better than Alvin Harper in that, but. 
you know, because obviously there was uh, periods where, again, Cooper was off the field and it was just, um, you know, Gallup, Lamb and a couple, say, Cedric Wilson or Noah Brown as well. So, you know, Gallup was picking up the slap there, uh, picking up the slack there. Um, So I certainly think he probably does have the potential to be a number one. As we were talking about there with Cooper, again, he's not one of these people who is demanding the ball, um, you know, which again is maybe why he has this perception that he's not a number one receiver. I mean, you know, we've talked there that, you know, guys like Dez, Michael Irvin, they want the ball. They they, they, they make a point of wanting the ball. Keyshawn Johnson, I mean, you come into the league and you, you write a book about saying, give me the goddamn ball and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, these typical number one receivers, you know, they're all about, on the field, they're, they're all about their play. But, you know, they make a point of saying, give me the ball. I want the ball. I'm the alpha dog in this team. Gallup's not like that. But, you know, Cooper's not like that. Lamb hasn't been like that so far either. So, again, this is maybe a new breed that we're bringing in that, um, if they, you know, they, they want to perform on the field and maybe get the opportunities coming their way as a result of that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will say that I do like with Michael Gallup is I think in terms of compliment, because Gallup can't really play the slot, where you can move Cooper's this chess piece up and down the line. Where I think that works well is how that complements with Cooper, by you leave a physical outside possession, really, type wide receiver in Michael Gallup on the outside, and then you move Cooper where you want. I think in how the two complement each other in that way is where it's most effective. That's mm. what I think is best. Um, but do you want to keep Michael Gallup, guys, in 2022 and beyond. Ah, oh, God, I'd really and everyone at home as well. Let us know what you think. I think it's going to be too much of a price to pay, to be honest. Now, I really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would love to keep them if we can keep the cost down, but I just don't see it happening, especially with what's going to be happening with the cap and stuff. So, um, yeah. and plus, there's 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 always going to be an R steal in a second, a third round in the drafts next year anyway. So that's where I'm kind of seeing we, we can probably just get on another guy in that same type of scenario, get get him for four years, whatever. Not yeah. like yeah. but yeah, I think we'll more likely to see Gallup um head away. I mean if you he, think he's if, gonna be demanding double digits in his contract I, and the cowboys can't stretch to that? Well, when you put it in perspective, and I keep using Kenny Galladay as an example, it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, Gallup's outperformed Galladay, I think, personally, like, like overall as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And and we mentioned before, Galladay got $72 million from the Giants. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell that... Cowboys are going to slap up that amount of money for a number two wide receiver. No chance. Right? And and that's what Kenny Galdi is in, in all fairness. He is a number two wide receiver. And, yeah. and I don't know. It's crazy. crazy. I mean, if I, if I was Jerry and Stephen and, you know, they now know what they're playing with for the cap next year, 
Um, yeah. If you want to keep Gallup, you, you approach him now and you try and get him at a, 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 a cut value price. Um, Especially when the, the wide receiver market's so saturated. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm with you. If if you let him hit hit free agency at the end of the season, price goes up. then the price goes up big still. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we've we've seen there again with Galladay. You know, it's the Giants are saying, well, we've not got anybody in our roster that is good enough, so we need to bring yeah, somebody yeah. in. We've got to fight against thirty-one other teams, and therefore that's that's what makes the price go up. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and again, it. it Going back to the attitude, maybe Gallup's, depending on how we do this year, if we get to the playoffs and we get close, if we get close to the Super Bowl or whatever, um, you know, maybe you look at the way Tampa Bay, everybody's come back to Tampa Bay and they're all on, you know, bargain contracts. So maybe, maybe, you know, if we get far enough, Gallup realises this is a good place for him. And yes, he says, right, okay, I'm I'm signing up again. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I mean, he could be that type of guy too. You don't yeah, know yeah. behind the scenes. But yeah, I do think I'm with you. With a saturate, you've had so many wide receivers coming in through the draft. Like we were just talking about how many wide receivers, good wide receivers too, come in through the draft. That's only going to drive your price down. So you do that. Yeah before he gets to free agency and he can demand the price. Yeah, so I want to get someone else's opinion on this and I'm going to introduce him onto the show as our good friend, uh, your guy, Nix. What's yes. happening, brother? Hey, hey man, not you much, man. Uh, long time uh, watcher. Yeah, I can hear you. Y'all got me? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, 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 we got you. Okay, okay, okay. All right, cool, yeah. No, man, appreciate you letting me on, man. Uh, obviously, we worked out doing the draft a little bit, man. Uh, long time uh, member of y'all's group and whatnot, man. Uh, happy to be on with you guys. Uh, so we were just talking about Michael Gallup there. What what do you think? Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to keep him? Do you think he might go? Like, yeah. Do you... What would you do yeah. for like twenty twenty two and beyond? Really, right? And you know, in in obviously some of this is going to be the devils in the details, right, guys? What yeah. is Stephen looking right. at? What is he thinking about the cap long term? We know in that contract there's an out on Amari if they want to. Mm-hmm. So are yeah. they going to look at hey, Ceedee Lamb's got two years. He's ready to be the number one. We got the number two on Gallup. We can save the money, let Amari walk, and then just pay Gallup. Uh, it's, it's a process, right, that we have to think about. On the same token, you know, with the cap going up, the way it's looking, as we heard the numbers, I think there's a chance that they do try to keep him as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, as a lot of people think that he's going to be out the door. Um, he brings a little something to this. And, and, and back to uh, your point, Mike, uh, of – you're right. He, he's not a true number one, right? He's a, he's a top-tier number two kind of guy is yes. what he is. Yeah. For sure. 100%. But what he brings to this 100%. offense, yeah, the one thing he brings to the offense, in my opinion, and, and what they do is he's not going to take, take it over the top. He's not going to pull the top of the defense off, but he's big enough. The body can, can contest the catches, and, and he's going to be running that nine just to take that away to let these guys work underneath. So there's a little bit of, of – what he does that the other guys don't do for this in this system with Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was always, even when we were talking about different things, whether we added a pitch or one of the wide receivers fell to us at 10, you know, a lot of people in Cowboys Nation was like, well, just get rid of Gallup, trade Gallup, you're going to do that. I was like, no, 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 load up. Keep this the Super Bowl yeah. contending offense. We got to wait and see how this defense is. Keep all these weapons together for deck as long as you can is what you got to yeah. do. In my opinion, that's how I feel, yeah. guys. Yeah, 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 strength on strength. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 
But, I mean, you know, you were talking C.D. Lamb. I mean, let's move on to him. I mean, this is a guy who, as a rookie, had the most yards for rookie wide receiver from the slot. Um, I definitely think if we was to move on from Gallup in 2022, now you're looking at Amar, uh, C.D. Lamb moving to the outside and you're going to see him be just like Amari Cooper can move to the slot and the outside up and down the line, close to the line of scrimmage and even outside wherever you, wherever you want to put him. I think, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's already like you was, uh, you know, close to bringing that point up yourself, Paul, that he is the number two wide receiver all pretty much effectively. Um, and, given another season of uh, yeah. practice training in an NFL weight room, this guy, God knows what he could become. The reason I'm the reason I'm saying he's number two is... I, I know, I know what It's more purely because of the business ethics of the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. We draft him at a high pick in the yeah. first round. There's a lot more investment involved when it comes to him rather than Gallup. That's what I'm mm-hmm. kind of saying. There's that priority type of thing. So like we can't lose Lamb. Like there'd be more of an upset if we lost Lamb compared to Gallup in that perspective. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and you've got to give right. This guy's a rookie wide receiver. Came in in maybe the worst situation at all. You know, for the type of season it was with the virus, with training, with practices, with coaching change, and we said about it with Amari Cooper. He had to play with again that whole. Um, slew of different quarterbacks throughout the season and <laughs> right. still managed to have the year he had. Right. I mean, this is a rookie wide receiver who managed to deal with all of that. I mean, I don't know what you guys make of it. What do you think? It's remarkable. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the receiver... Again, we've talked about the receivers that are coming into the league this year. Last year, the receivers that came in were just as good. I mean, you, Jerry Judy... Um, Jefferson at Minnesota, um, all of these guys came in and to do what they did without um, a proper OTA system, you know, first two weeks of training camp were all strength and conditioning, um, you know, and then try and do the full install as well. I mean, for uh, for Lamb to be as much of the offense as he was last year for a rookie is just incredible. Um, and yeah, you can you can see that he has the position flex that you can play him at the X, the Y, the Z, whatever you know. Um, yeah. And he'll he'll make the most of any positions. So that's creating a mismatch. Hey. Now, so, some obviously days we never use days in any uh, other than on the outside. That mm-hmm. was one of the biggest things about days is why don't you move him in? And we tried to do that in his final year and had some some success with that but certainly with lamb i think you you've got that position flight so you can play him across the board and he'll he'll make the most of any opportunity uh, just just something to add on top of it. i think we have actually kind of mentioned this it's like do you know feel so that all three of our top wide receivers gallup cooper and lamb they have that versatility you can play them at x y and z all three of them you can mix them about um maybe not gallop but i wouldn't put gallop in the slot because just because he hasn't got the short area quickness that's a fair point but but cooper no, uh, Co- yeah. cooper yeah, and cooper, lamb I'm, definitely yeah 
Yeah, I agree. Like Coop Lamb, for sure, they can go. They can line up anywhere, do anything. I'm with you, uh, Mike Gallup. Uh, look, and I, I love Gallup a lot. I think Gallup easily would have been a a, a possible first round pick if you played in the SEC coming out. But yeah. I'm not looking. I'm not looking to put him in the slot. I, look, I want that big body on the outside to run yeah. them slants, run them nines. Uh, you know, go be uh, that guy, that back shoulder or contested ball catcher for Dak or whoever's lining up out there, right, at quarterback. Yeah. Hopefully this year we don't have to have that problem like we did last year. Uh, yeah. But you're right. Like the route running and the abilities that Amari and, and that Lamb have, you can put them anywhere, and they're going to get off. And that's just what they are, and that's what they're going to do. Um, yeah. and, and that's kind of some of the reason why I'm like, I don't write up Gallup being all the way out of here because these both of these guys are number ones. You're going to pay Lamb like a number one. Like yeah. that's coming down the pipeline for sure. Now you got some time there, but it's coming down the pipeline as compared to – you know, Gallup, you can get a little bit cheaper. Top tier two guy, sure. You know, unless there's a team that decides that, hey, we think he can be a one. Okay, maybe things change there. But uh, yeah, I mean, what a, what a great weapon though to have. Hey, you want to put Lamb on the outside of Amari? Uh, you want to put Amari in the slot and let them deal with him? Good luck, guys. And, and that's yeah. just part of what this offense is and, and what we're excited about because you know we got to see how this defense comes together. Obviously, during training camp and everything, and with yeah. all the new faces and the new club. But this, be clear, full tilt. But though the injuries we have last year, this is a Super Bowl contending offense. And yes. there's no denying yeah. that. And, yeah. and that's just what the great part about it, having this interchangeability. Look, and we really talk about maybe even Pollard who can get in the slot at times and do certain mm-hmm. things as well. So, yeah, the weapons are great to have, man. And having Amari and, 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 and uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb, wow, just a, a, an embarrassment of riches is what I call it sometimes <laughs> for these quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, you know, it's funny you mentioned the back shoulder fake because I said about how Gallup uh, was somewhat Des-like-esque. And, you know, yeah. you've got the Roma and Des connection, Romo and Des connection, which was the back shoulder fade. And then all of a sudden you see the, a very similar thing happening between Des and Gallup there with the back shoulder fake happening very often too. Um, right. So that, that's something I, I, I quite like. And, you know, the other thing, the other note I made was because people complained about um, drop passes, but CD Lamb, there's 66% catch rate, plays number 88. 66% ranks 88th in the NFL. Boom. <laughs> little, 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 a little, a little a correlation there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So oh if where's my drum kit? Where's my drum kit? See, I, it's all about trying to find the good stats. Everything all ties lines. together. So you're trying to tie everything together. Yeah. But um, for you guys, what do you think of wide receiver four? I put it as Cedric Wilson. Do you guys agree, or are you say in? Simi or perhaps Noah. Yeah, you know, uh, I was a big Seth Wilson guy pre-training camp last year. Uh, That's who I actually penciled in uh, when we were talking about who was going to be in. Uh, Yeah. Going back to his Boise State days, what he was able to do, his biggest thing up until last year was he just couldn't stay healthy, right? And last year he was able to stay healthy. We got to see what he could do, uh, right? Had had a big game up there in Seattle as well. Yeah. Uh, So I think he's the leader in the clubhouse. But you did draft the guy in the fifth round, right? And or this is fifth, it, right? Simi, right? Yep. Um, Simi, you yep. know, yeah. And they brought in a bevy of guys this year, you know, uh, uh, undrafted free agents. You know, every obviously everyone's talking about Vasher, the size, what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I know it, it's interesting. But I'm with you. I'm with you, Mike. I think I, Sid's definitely the leader, right? Yeah. That, but that, but that five and six. You know, Noah Brown, I don't know. It might get a little it might get a little testy for you, Noah Brown, this year. Uh, might not yeah. be the guy. So, well, but I've actually, to see. 
I've actually said Noah Brown. If any of the first five wide receivers, the veteran wide receivers we've kept, could go, Noah Brown is the guy for me that is in the most murkiest waters simply because Simi is Noah Brown, but faster and stronger and bigger. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't think any of these guys, um, you know, we saw with Antoine Woods when he was released, you can't uh, be going don't, in. Don't, don't no, bring I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not bringing up somebody from last year, Paul. So, um, uh, but, <laughs> Antoine's my boy, man. He's my boy. He's my I know. Boy. Well, he, he's done all right for himself. He's ended up on another roster at the moment. So, yeah. but, um, you know, obviously we signed him to, a similar uh, contract this year, two million, um, and obviously the the team decided to move on from him. It shows that uh, you know, obviously Cedric Wilson shouldn't be going into camps. And yeah, I've got number four locked up. And especially, I mean, how many how many years ago we had guys like John Vea Johnson, Jalen Guyton, who were all um, undrafted free agents brought in. They're still in the league, albeit with other teams. Um, yeah. And I think uh, is it John Vea Johnson's actually Jags. had he he had significant playing time last year with the Jags yeah. so yeah. and put up some fairly good numbers as a a, a wide receiver three wide receiver four. Um, don't, I mean, don't forget back in the past if we were talking about on draft we had Cole Beasley as well. Don't forget that. Yeah. And look what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. He, he's pretty much. I think he's what number like he's still a number three receiver for the Bills. It could be a number two based on whatever. But but hell, oh yeah. But, but, but for him being an on draft, he's done a great job. I mean, yep. just but we've got like some like you're talking about like some, like Cedric Wilson and stuff like that and a. Noah Brown, that it's I, I'm kind of torn between who it may be to be honest. And I, I need to, if it was I me think, personally, I, I, I would prefer Cedric personally. Like, I think he brings more to the table. I think, yeah, right. but he's safe, he is. But what Cedric is, is safe in terms of what he does. The issue with Cedric Wilson is his athletic profile, and I went through it, uh, just mm. to go on my look. So, like, you know, he's a he's a, a four, five, eight, forty. But the issue is, is 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 wingspan in his arm. So 31 inch arms, which is like 36 percentile, mm. a broad jump of one to one, which is like 52 percentile is three cone, which wasn't too bad. But that was still only six, eight, nine, which is 60 um, percentile. But when you look at the, the other stuff so that it's short arms and wingspan, it's not explosive, it's not fast. So you're like. Well, what is it then? You, you know, you want that three cone to not that the, his three cone is bad, but when you right. put everything else together, you'd want that to be bigger so you could say, like, ah, it's the short area right. and the snappy agility that you've got. Right, mate, I'm going to throw something back at you. Remember, you were talking about like a Jerry Rice. Remember I know, you... I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm saying, what, what, what I'm saying though is what you've got with Amari Cooper is for a wide receiver one. You need an elite trait, whatever that is. Like DK Metcalf is his straight line speed. Um, You know, Amari Cooper is is his efficient route running. But with Cedric Wilson, his athletic profile isn't great. So you want something else to be there. Not to be a wide receiver one, a good wide receiver. So you've got the short area three cone, which is what you've got. But then it's like, well, what else is there? And, you know, you've got injury issues, which you already attested to next. 
Um, so then the only other thing he's got, which I can say when I've looked at that, is it's safe hands. That's the mm. best thing you can say that he has. That's his best trait. And lo and behold, you know, all right, the first three wide receivers are probably the best yeah. three wide receivers you can have <laughs> on a team. But right. it's like that. that's the reason why he's your wide receiver four, not your wide receiver three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he throws the ball well. We know that, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He throws the ball well. Um, you know, the thing, you know, I think, and a lot of it, too, when, we, when we're talking about, and we're getting, you know, we know this first three are set, but when we talk about Sed and Noah, it's like, well, Sed's going to come in. You don't want Sed on the outside. You want him in the slot, right? As compared yeah. to Noah, right, you don't want him in the slot, really. You want him on the outside. Or kind of set, if you put him in the slot, he's there to set the edge and block, and that's it. That's what he's yeah. there to do. So they yeah. were kind of the combo pack, right? after you got past the first three where, well, one could do this for this person and one could do it for this person, right? So it's like, okay, we lose the outside guy. Okay, Noah Brown's going to get the time. Okay, well, we need a slot guy, then it's said. So if they're able to find that guy and if they feel like Simi can do a little bit of both, right, then that's where you're going to look into one of these guys might be in trouble. Obviously, they weren't drafted by this current coaching staff. They brought in a lot of fresh faces at the position, drafted yeah. one, as we mentioned. Um, but, again, I'm still going to give the nod to said for now. Over Noah Brown, yeah. But I think it's it's definitely a hot bit, and we kind of talked about this on the Star Gang show uh, last week. It was like our Wednesday. Competition is everywhere, and there's not a lot right. of competition on the offensive Gotta side of the ball. It. But that fourth, fifth, and sixth receiver is going to be highly contested at camp. I can't it's wait to see it. Well, it's funny that yeah. you mentioned that, indeed. DG Dog made me comment on that. It's like we just added Johnny Dixon added to the right yeah. receiver spot, yeah. and this is this is the guy. It's been in like. How many, how many years has he been in the NFL? It's just he's just had one. Uh, season. 20, yeah, 20, just 2019, I think he came just out. The, yeah, just he was one. injured last yeah. year with. Yeah, yeah. So, right. but, but when you look at his measurements, he's five eleven, one ninety eight. He's a slot. He's a slot guy. Right. right? Mm. So we're bringing in competition for all different X for all like both X, Y, and Z. Right. So, so yeah. it's, it goes back to your point there, Nick. It's like we're, we're, we're just stockpiling competition after competition, and mm-hmm. and that's what we want. We want to see wide receivers getting after it. We want to see guys at like <laughs> we want to see teammates going after each other. You know, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think with, with the Noah Brown situation, I think really whether he's the fifth wide receiver and the Cowboys very well because it's seventeen games take a six wide receiver on the roster too. You don't know how they're going to mix and match it with the special teams is we know Noah Brown is good with the special team side as a gunner. So I think really uh, moving into semi Fuku is whether Noah Brown stays on the roster or not depends on if Simi can break the special teams right. in that role. If he does it, Thanks. Noah Brown is done. I feel that yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. I always enjoy watching y'all's content and, and for having me on. I'm gonna here to do some more work. I saw y'all. I mean, I never talked to my guy Paul and missing my guys real quick, man. It's been too long, but I uh, appreciate you. Hey, real quick, self plug, man. Come follow me on Twitter, your guy Nick's underscores in between. Uh, Star Game Podcast on YouTube. By all means, come hit that sub button. Hey, I got to come back in when I'm actually at home and sit down oh, and do yeah. a whole show with y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm bro. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll we'll talk to you offline and we'll get that sorted. Maybe for maybe. Not next week, week after or something. Okay, cool. Hit me up. Definitely. Appreciate you guys. Sounds All good. Right, next. Take, take, there uh, we are. Stay safe, bro. Right.
It's always nice yeah. to have a little special guest pop in and say hello. Yeah, although, we look, although we look beautifully sunny there. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm rather jealous, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, it, it just sent a wee comment on the on the uh, f- f- uh, YouTube feed there, and I was like, ah, ah. I was like, it's like you know what? Let's get him in, man. You know? Yeah. But, That's why when you said me, I was like, people were like thinking, why is Mike talking about partners and rubbing his stomach? It's like we're trying to do <laughs> everything all at once there. But <laughs> there we go. It, 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 it can be done. It's just very tricky, especially when you're all talking. And I'm trying to take that in too. Um, yeah, my but, apologies, man. <laughs> oh, no, it's cool, man. But let's talk about Simi Fuku, the guy who we took in the fifth round this year. I love the guy. Picture, the best picture I've ever seen. Him as like a six-year-old boy draped in a Dallas Cowboys jersey with the helmet on. Everything's just oversized on him. Looks like he loves the Cowboys. I think if yeah. anything could be said of any of the people who got drafted this year, Simi was probably the most excited. Like, oh, my hands down. I'm, 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 I'm say Parsons as well. Like, I know. I would say Simi was more, even more so. I think. Yeah, I, I think more it's showing more expression about it. Definitely. Oh, but, yeah. But, but, but if there's a player that was dying to really get, us, like, like obviously, of like, course, yeah. But I would say Parsons. But like when we saw the follow up video, I know we're talking about right receivers, but when we saw the follow up video that like, we backstage, put up as well. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there was the whole argument between him and Patrick Sartain uh, and like in one of those like like, like we combine video things like yeah, yeah. like Sartain's like I hope Dallas comes and get me and he's and uh, Parsons like it's like come on man they don't need you they need me <laughs> yeah 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 um, but, but, but I, I do but you're right though if, if, if semi I'm over the moon like a guy that really like he's going to take every opportunity to get in this team because it's his favorite team. Like like when you get drafted by your team, you are willing to do whatever it takes. Like as, mm. I suppose any player would do the exact same, even if it's not your team because you want to make it to the NFL. But it, it just adds that extra little yeah, bit more spice. Do you want me though to excite you even more Go for about it. Simi? I can really excite. I can really excite you. All right. So, um, athletic profile. If you type everything in, the guy who pops up straight away, Larry Fitzgerald. Right. So straight away, you go. Ooh. A lot of people in the draft comped him to very much like DK Metcalf, and you go, really? Here we go. Here we go. Six foot four. Right. Let's just start there. Right. Two hundred and twenty-seven pound. I've got sorry, my I've got six three two twenty on the Cowboys official website. Mm, that might be a, what what he's weighed in at there, but his his measurements, uh, right. uh, his pro day or whatever, yeah, yeah, right, because so, could, could be a little exaggerated, but anyway, six four two twenty seven. He'd run. Uh, it was an unofficial time, but he still did it, and you can clock it yourself. Yeah, a forty time of four three eight. A guy of that size running yep. that speed. Like, basically, he's an undersized tight end that can run very, very fast. Very, very, very fast. Um, now, I actually think that when you looked at how he played in Stanford, he was the deep threat. Played deep down uh, a lot, out-muscled cornerbacks. I mean, he was throwing cornerbacks around like en- empty track suits. It wasn't even fair. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even fair. I I actually think that Noah Brown right now 
seventh round pick, Noah Brown, bear in mind, although he's done absolutely great with what he's done. Noah Brown is 987 uh, on the cap. If they released him, they get that money back, right? So that's fine. All all but 137,000, which is the signing bonus. That's correct. That's correct. Um, So they can get some money back. Simi's on there playing. He's bigger, faster, and taller than Noah Brown. It's just, I think it's purely down to technique on special teams. If Simi can do it and crack it, that's the way he breaks into this roster. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, The the one thing, though, I mean, obviously, we we talked there about he's taking taking the top off of uh, defence at Stanford. Um, But, I mean, obviously, with this offence, he'll probably be asked to, to run other routes. And I think from from all accounts in the in the rookie rookie mini camp and the the first first week of OTAs as well, he, you know he's he's slightly underperformed as well. So he is going to have to pick up the slack in the next couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and going into training camp as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just going to add to what you were saying that. Yeah, you know he was a deep threat in Stanford, but a lot of what we're talking about there is more Stanford's play style, you know. Yeah. Um, how the Cardinal play, but after that we've got a slew of undrafted free agents. I'm going to only talk about one of these guys. Up to you, which guys you want to talk about. I'll just give you the numbers and um, where they were from and what year. So we got Brandon Smith, undrafted free agent, Iowa, six hundred sixty on the cap. Osiris Mitchell. 661 on the cap for the next three years. Undrafted free agent from Mississippi State. TJ Vasher. That's my guy from Texas Tech. Three year as well. 660 on the cap. Your guy, uh, Lorne. We've got Brennan Eagles. 660 on the cap. Undrafted free agent, Texas. Stephen Goodry. 663 on the cap. Mississippi State. Undrafted free agent last year. Um, also, you had Aaron Park, who was undrafted free agent last year, who was 660 on the cap as well. And then you have Malik Turner, who was an undrafted free agent with the Seahawks in 2018, come on to the Cowboys last year. Did a little bit of dancing around, bish bash bosh, whatever you want to call it. And then, of course, there was Johnny Dixon, who uh, was from Ohio State. Ohio State. Did, and um, did, did you mention Osiris Mitchell? Yes, yes he did. yeah, yeah, uh, from Mississippi State. Any yeah. of those guys you want to talk about? I tell you what, Lorne, um, I'll let you have the, the, the chair first. Brennan Eagles, let's talk about this guy. Is he going to make well, it? It's going to be difficult cheering on somebody with Eagles on the back of the Cowboys <laughs> jersey. Um, How do you think the Eagles feel with Dallas Goddard then? Well, yeah, no. Uh, well, you had a you had a Poindexter kicker announcing him. Yeah. At the, but the, but the, 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 the thing is with Dallas Goddard, it doesn't say Dallas in the back of the jersey. It says Goddard. True. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. To be honest, if he changes if he changes his surname, I'll I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah. <laughs> What's he like as a player? I mean, what what are we looking at in terms of player? I uh, the the few games of Texas that I get got to watch last year. I mean, yeah. you saw him catch it. You saw him as a good uh, red zone threat. He picked up a few touchdowns in in the games I watched. Um, yeah. He he wasn't. I don't think he was the number one receiver that uh, Sam Ellinger went to. But he was obviously. He probably fills that sort of um, 
uh, Cole Beasley sort of role where you know he finds himself open underneath routes to get into the end zone uh, when you're talking in the red zone. Um, so probably the slot receiver is where you're probably looking at him. It's probably again a competition for Cedric Wilson. Um, or you know potentially another another slot receiver if you're going four wide. Okay. Um, any other guys on the undrafted free agents, uh, Paul? You want to talk about? Um... I, I, I'm just, I'm just looking at the, the roster. Like I didn't really get to see much of these guys at all, and I'm just really I, I want you guys to tell me more about them if I'm being honest. And I'm it's more so on Osiris Mitchell and Brandon Smith. Like, I'm just looking at the measurables right now. Like, Stice Mitchell's six foot six. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. six foot five. That's, yeah. That's freaking massive. Like, yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but in terms of his height compared to his uh, weight, it seems to be like one of those lankier like, tall wide receivers. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you're talking about height, right? The, and the guy, I, I think of all the undrafted free agents, I like TJ Basher, right? From Texas Tech. He's six for six. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So you want to go tall. Right. That's what he is. Huge size. He's he, at Texas Tech. He was a mismatch in terms of the size that he had. Um, but he does with that as well, have this crazy leaping ability. So you take a guy who's tall and can jump. So climbing the ladder in that respects, I mean, it's it's crazy to watch, and he's got yeah. good hands. He's not one of these guys that when he's at the top, um, you think is he going to catch it? Is he, he will catch it? So, um, so, so he was undrafted, right? Yes, he was an undrafted free, right. mainly but, down to his work ethic. Just right, not okay. give a crap. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the question I was about to ask. It's like if he's got yeah. all those, if he's got all those measurables, why was he not actually selected in the draft? Yeah, uh, he was a lot of off-field issues, character concerns, work ethic. Of course, it's off-field issues. It's the Dallas Cowboys. We are yeah. so in love with off-field. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. And as well as that, when you look at him and and go watch, like to put put on a Texas tape game with him in, and you'll spot him straight away. Although he's like two hundred and ten. You know, when you look at him, he just looks skinny, looks lean for his position. So you just like, you think for a six or six guy, you want him to, act. although he's 210, he doesn't look it. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm. like some people look it and some people look more than what they are. He actually looks less. I don't know how that happens. Prime example, John Ross for Cincinnati. He, he looks yeah. less than his weight. Yeah. Look, yeah. Looking at looking at Dane's draft guide, um, the one thing about Vasher is that um, the sort of negative on him is that the defenders were able to sort of reroute him a lot. Yeah, um, he can bump bumped off his routes really easy. Yeah, yeah. Which goes back to like this gaunt and you know that thin frame looking. That yeah. if you're undersized in that respects, it, it, although the weight it, he's got the weight, he it it's not proportional. Then you're going to get bounced off your routes easy enough by especially physical corners. Yeah. And but it, he's, got the yak, he's got the yak ability too. Yeah. I mean, especially you talk about, um, 
you know, we we always talk about when we're talking about offensive and defensive linemen that you know they need to get a bit more sand in the pants and all that. Yeah, yeah. Wide, yeah. W- w- wide receivers still need to go through uh, an NFL training, um, off, off season training w- weight yeah, program yeah. as well because yeah, yeah, you you look at the way Gallup's come, uh, not Gallup, sorry, Lamb has come out this season. Just watching him coming out of the tunnel. Um, to go to OTAs this this week. I mean, he looks as if he's transformed his body again. I mean, the, there's a little bit more power in those arms, um, which should help him break free. A lot of these wide receivers that are coming out this year, I mean, it, they could do with another year in the in in a training yeah. camp. I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But like, what I like with TJ Vasher, he's he's like something totally different. That isn't on the roster, and that's why I think that because he's this tall, lanky guy with um, that that's high point in the ball, climbing the ladder, great, you know, all the rest of it. I know there's all the off-field issues and stuff, but he's an undrafted free agent, so you're not heavily invested. Um, so, see what happens. He's my favourite of the undrafted free agents that we got. I think the rest have got quite a bit of a road. They need to travel down to break into the Rossi. He's got so, the best chance. So but, like Brandon Smith, for example, do you think you'll like play that? Like, none? He, he, the, the, the two you talked about, Brett, uh, Brand, those two, Anna Cyrus Smith, are the two I know the least about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, that, the that, rest... that's, that's the reason I was kind of asking the question in case you yeah. knew more about them. That's, no, the fact you don't. Because uh, I've got I've got the whole roster list right here, and they just kind of don't know why, but they just seem to kind of pop out at me as rookies, and I was just like, oh, I've not actually heard much about them, and yeah. quite intrigued, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that we'll look into, and I'll try and do a little uh, write up on one of them. But we'll we'll, we'll certainly um, look into that and do something for the undrafted, all the undrafted free agents. Um, but guys, I am going to pop this up because we are nearing the end yeah uh yes it is of course paying the bills so old cowboys experience their packages are online now so you can go and check them out um lucky for you if you tell them you're with the uk cowboys and you use that discount code you will get a little something extra um speaking to the guys there uh tomorrow actually um so part of the deal is they have a brand new hotel. They are no longer in the hotel they were in before when you booked with them. Brand spankingly new hotel. I forget the name. He did tell me. Um, so looking very good. But if you are going to a game and you want game day tickets or tailgate party or a stadium tour, book it for Cowboys Experience. They'll have all the packages and deals you need there, all the information, and they will take care of you. They treat you like a king. And as I said, guys, use the discount code or package code UK Cowboys to get some what people? Free, free stuff. stuff. Don't get, right. get free stuff. Yeah, the, the free yes. stuff sort of pair of clown shoes. So yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah, free stuff. You get like a plastic bag or something. <laughs> um but that is it guys for this week. Uh next week we are doing the offensive line. Um, and then we'll do tight end to finish off. Yeah, I want. I was going to yep. do tight end next week, but I thought, nah, let's do the offensive line. Pop it while it's hot, as they say. 
Um, I'll just say I'm available next weekend or next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the and it's, the offensive line is is starting to come uh, very juicy right now with what's going on there. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we talked about briefly about that earlier for sure. <laughs> oh yes, uh, so that should be something fun. But guys, for UK Cowboys this week, UK Cowboys TV. Um, this is our sign off. So I'll let you guys finish us off, and we'll see you all again next week, guys. Thanks again, guys. See you next week. Okay. Have a good week, guys. See you next week. How about them cowboys?